0: You play to win the game You don't play to just play it Welcome to the Fantasy Football Exchange And here's your host, John Landon Good morning out there to all of our listeners out here for the Fantasy Football Exchange and I hope you are victorious on this Tuesday, such as myself, um, at the expense of my wife, of course. This was our second matchup this year and the final one for the 2023 season. And we are one and one against each other. It was a bumpy ride, ladies and gentlemen, all the way up till last night's Monday night action between uh, the Chargers and the Jets. And her quarterback is Justin Herberts, who I was kind of Uh, Looking at as a possibility of getting her over the hump and getting that 2-0 on the year. But a lot of you out there know this morning if you caught an L because of Herbert and his performance, then you understand exactly how she is feeling as well uh, today on this Tuesday. But again, I'm happy on this Tuesday again that I am the winner for the Week 9 Uh, matchups so hopefully you are as well to all of our winners out there again this is what we do the podcast for this is what we do these uh, waiver wire targets for which we are going to visit uh, today on this tuesday show right so yeah like we're gonna recap last night some of that action of course hopefully you watched a lot of this football over the weekend such as myself as i got up early We had some breakfast. We made it a whole thing, right? Kind of got some of the uh, Christmas decorations out already from the garage and got them, um, you know, dusted, moved away, set up, ready to go. And so that was this past Sunday was enjoyable from the get-go early morning. So we watched the Chiefs and the Dolphins as we did some of that stuff. And so that was a pretty exciting contest. Uh, Waddle got hurt, of course, in that game. I think it could have been a lot higher score there if, it, if everyone stayed healthy here. Of course, everyone such as Ch- uh, Kelsey looks sluggish out there. I think, ladies and gentlemen, if you're with me, get at me. Let me know if you agree. If maybe some of this superstardom that he is going through at the moment is kind of catching up to him in the background here when it comes to maybe some of his workout um, regimens or maybe just focusing in the game. He just does not look as interested the past couple of weeks into the contest. But um, either way, they got the win. Rasheed Rice, of course, we've been talking about this man as he's gone along in the season. The rookie, the second-round pick, who I've been telling you as the beginning of the podcast to go out and grab if he was available in your waiver wire. So hopefully you listen to us and you've had him on your roster and he's brought you some of those points. I believe he's coming along. He's being more and more noticed by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So, of course, he got that touchdown today or this past Sunday and uh Tyreek Hill also kind of sluggish there talk to talk uh during the week a lot of talk that he was gonna do some celebration um kind of piss him off I'm sure you heard that out there uh through the maybe sports center or NFL network whatever maybe either way he just didn't come through no score there so that was an enjoyable game either way just to kick off some action early morning and kind of get it ready for the 12 o'clock one o'clock matchups how about the matchup if you were watching this one the Vikings and the Falcons um, of course Josh Dobbs came in late got the win hardly knew his teammates that is impressive as hell um, for anything that you do try to step into something new and try to get it done and be successful right at the jump. Very hard to do out there. And he j- he did just that to get the dub, which was a surprise on that end for a lot of us who had the Falcons coming out with the win there. Which, again, Tyler Heineke looked very good there as replacing Ritter. So we'll get into him later in the waiver wire segment as well. Okay, and then, of course, I think the bears and the saints that was a big surprise there uh Tyson Badgin, of course giving up you know picks turning in the ball over it's just not going to get that done so of course keep on losing out here we enjoy those high draft uh picks in the order so of course we're going to have one from the panthers as well um so um to keep that train moving here along uh how about the Cowboys and the Eagles that was a great NFC East matchup between those two uh, powerhouses there of course if you listen to my Friday show on the on the uh, score prediction I did have unfortunately the Cowboys um, getting the loss here and the and the Eagles uh, getting 28 as a matter of fact and the Cowboys 24 this was a close score prediction you can go back and visit that portion all right coming out a winner on that end. So Dak Prescott looking very well out there uh, for the second consecutive week for his Cowboys fans. So that looked very nice. Tony Pollard, of course, carrying the ball back there. CeeDee Lamb. How about Luke, uh, not Luke Musgrave, how about uh, Jake Ferguson uh, there for the Cowboys? Looking very strong. Of course, if you've listened to this show again, we've been pushing to go out and get jake ferguson as your number one or number two targets for those past few weeks and now of course he has been noticed out there from the fantasy football community and he will be targeted heavily on if he is available this week so hopefully you have a high draft order uh, when it comes to the waiver side this um, overnight into tomorrow uh, but again that was a great game between those two and then to cap off the night of course there was the bills and the Bengals. That as well was great. Uh, Josh Allen giving the ball up, just not going to do that as well. But it <laughs> overall was a very good, entertaining game. Joe Burrow looking strong out there with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. All right, that was a very, very nice game also. So again, and then to end the night, last night there was the Chargers and the Jets, and if we all paid attention. Yes, the score was 27, but Justin Herbert didn't put up those 27. I mean, that was mostly defense play here and a lot of Austin Eckler. So a lot of Austin Eckler fantasy owners out there. Very, very happy on this Tuesday. Am I right? All right. So that was a lot of the week nine action. Moving on over to the week 10, is going to be very, very exciting. Of course, we all know that if you are in these uh, fantasy leagues, this is the crucial crunch time, ladies and gentlemen. This is where your record, this is where your mind and your choices play a big role from here on out. You got to put these teams together. You got to be very, very focused at this. Uh, because it's it's winding on down here, ladies and gentlemen. We are in week 10. I believe there's like four or five matchups here in the regular season until the playoffs. So stay close attention and pay close attention to this show. All right, so either way here, we're going to take you on into that here later on in the waiver wire segment to target some of these players that will get you those 10 to 15 that you're going to be missing from these by players that are going to be missing here this week. So let's go ahead and let's kick this off on last night's action uh, between the Los Angeles Chargers and the New York Jets. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and let's get into the, New York Jets side of the ball here with Zach Wilson last night, attempting 49 passes for 33 of those completed for 263. No touchdowns was not picked off, was sacked eight times though on the night, rushed the ball two for seven for only seven on your roster. So please, if you've been listening here, keep Zach Wilson there on the waiver wire going forward hopefully you have not had to pick him up and play him unless it's been a desperate desperate situation and every other player has been taken or it's a super flex type of league so again zach wilson seven points not going to get you where you need to be and again there's justin herbert other side expected way more pointage out of him but again, he tossed the ball 30 times. 16 of those were completed for a buck 36. Not very good, Justin Herbert. No touchdowns, no INTs. Was sacked five times, rushed the ball three for 17, again for seven points. Ladies and gentlemen, the exact points as Zach Wilson. This is why I mentioned at the beginning of the show. This is we we gotta we gotta start looking into Justin Herbert more in depth microscope at hand that he's just not in comparison at the moment with a Patrick Mahomes a Josh Allen a Joe Burrow hell even a Tua okay so gotta start paying attention to that it's just not he's just every other week is just different. All right. Next week, he might get you 30. Okay, it's just, of course, you're going to have to throw him in your lineups, ladies and gentlemen. I get it. There is no better options than a Justin Herbert. All right. But we just got to really start looking at him as the season winds down into 2024 next year during the draft process. So, again, Justin Herbert with seven points, not going to do it for us. Then we're going to head it on over to the backfield where Austin Eckler did his damage. I'm telling you, it was a night for him coming out of the backfield. So we're going to go ahead and just we'll go ahead and kick it off with Austin Eckler touching the ball 14 times for 47 yards. As mentioned, two touchdowns, targeted seven in the backfield for two of those caught 23 yards, no touchdowns in the air. But again. 28 points that's exactly what we're looking for every Sunday and Monday when it comes to these backfields and to our quarterbacks which again uh, seven points is not going to do it for either one of those quarterbacks but hey 28 if you played Eckler you're loving that this morning he probably got you a win to go along with those points And then there was Joshua Kelly to help him with the breather. Touched the ball three of those times for 18 yards. No touchdowns. Was targeted one for one, four yards for five only. So hopefully you did not play you a Joshua Kelly. Of course, you know, I'm not a fan of him. I mentioned it before. He's let me down one week. I've dropped him no more. Gone. Hopefully you've done the same on your end. All right. For the New York Jets side, Brees Hall continues to pick up his game week after week. Looking great in the backfield. Touching the ball 16 for 50. No touchdown. Was targeted 4 for 4 in the backfield for 10 yards. 18 is not too bad. Very close to the dub that we're looking for out of the backfield, out of these starting running backs in the backfield. All right. So 18 is not too bad this morning for Brees Hall. Hopefully he helped you out there. Then there was Michael Carter. Did not touch the ball out of the backfield, but was targeted 6-for-6 for for 24 yards and got you 8. And hopefully that is a 16-and-beyond move when you're playing Michael Carter in that position. And then there was Dalvin Cook. Of course, we know Dalvin Cook was complaining over the past couple of weeks before the trade deadline about his usage. They did try to get him a little touch here and a little bit of the targets there in the backfield, but he did not produce either way, but touch the ball two for seven, no touchdowns targeted two for one, one yard there for three points. What a drop off for a once superstar, 1000 yard plus a year Dalvin cook. So, Again, hopefully you have not had to play Dalvin Cook, and he's remained on your waiver wires so far in the half portion of the year. Okay, let's go ahead and let's hit up this pass-catching position. And, of course, we already know how our man Keenan Allen does. If you watch last night's game, he did a hell of a catch, a one-handed, then brought it in, and then did a round about in the air to hit the ground it was a beautiful catch by Keenan Allen who made Justin Herbert look very good for that throw but if you were watching the the Monday night broadcast you thought live that that ball was going to go right over Keenan Allen's head but instead he snatched it right out of the air and it looked great so Targeted nine, caught eight of those for 77. No touchdowns on the night. Got you 16. Not too bad. We're always looking for that 15-plus when it comes to the pass-catching position. So 16 is not too bad. Would have loved for him to hit that 20 mark. And then there was a surprise out of this wide receiver's uh, position here, and that was Darius Davis. Targeted only one for one. Did not catch, did not uh, get you any yardage there in the air, all right? But uh, did catch the TD, all right, and got you 17 on your roster. So a uh, very good night for him. And then there was Quentin Johnson, all right, two for three, 14 yards, no touchdowns, did rush the ball one for two for four yards there on the night, so or for four points on the night. So not a good night for Quentin Johnston owners who put him in there. I actually had uh, snatched him up from the waivers on a late pickup uh, desperation once I found out Joshua Palmer was ruled out. So uh, did not do very good for me. Uh, disappointed in one of my leagues there that got me the loss for the week so that was partly in the Quentin Johnson I needed about six points more and I would have got the win so I look to him to be the problem of why I didn't uh, get past my uh, week there in that league all right so let's go ahead and let's hit up the New York Jets side of the pass catchers and of course we already know Garrett Wilson doing what he do right Targeted 13 for seven, 80 yards, no touchdowns, no attempts in the backfield for 13 points. Not bad for Garrett Wilson. Would have loved that 15 plus there, but not a fault of his own. He did do what he did. All right. He tried to move and maneuver out there. Zach Wilson's just not the quarterback, ladies and gentlemen, for this Jets offense even though he was picking it up as the week's gone along here. It just looked like he went backwards last night. So no fault of Garrett Wilson here as long as he got us to 13. Not too bad this morning. And then there was Xavier Gibson, targeted 2-for-2 two two for 32 yards. No touchdowns, no attempts in the backfield for only 6 this morning. So hopefully he didn't play Xavier Gibson, unless you're in a deep league, of course, a 16-plus Then, of course, six is not bad in a flex position. And then there was Alan Lazard, a high price number two, by the way, here in New York, who has not produced this way. And so targeted six, caught two of those for 18 yards. Again, no touchdowns, no rushes out of the backfield for only four on the night. Um, So keep Lazard where he should belong. And that is at the waiver wires. Uh, For the rest of the season here in 2023. All right, so let's move it on over to the tight ends. And that's going to be Gerald Everett. Of course, I've mentioned that he's going to be the tight end here to go along and pick it up as the season goes along. I did like what Donald Parham was bringing along at the beginning of the season. But again, Gerald Everett's just a little bit quicker. All right. And so. Uh, He was targeted two for two for only 18 yards, no touchdowns for the night, only four. Very disappointing here for Gerald Everett. But again, got to get the ball thrown to him by someone. And that was Justin Herbert. And we all know that was just a disappointing evening for Herbert. So um, moving on over to Donald Parham Jr. Targeted two, did not catch the ball for no yardage, for zero to end the night. Again, hopefully... Uh, This did not damage you over the weekend here because um, a lot of us, I know a lot of buddies of mine actually did start Donald Parham Jr. And it did bring them the L because of this. They only needed about four or five points to get them the win. So I know they're very pissed this morning about this Donald Parham Jr. Pick. All right. So um, for the New York Jets, of course, you've known that I've been telling you to pick up, Tyler Conklin as the only tight end here in New York as a 14 plus over the past couple of weeks. So he's brought that along here because Zach Wilson has looked his direction as his security blanket. And so he was targeted six for six on the night for 66 yards. No touchdowns, did not rush, but 13 is not too bad. It's pretty solid here especially for the New York Jets uh, offense, any of these offensive players that get a 10-plus. It's actually a bright side here, and that is no different for Tyler Conklin and Tyler Conklin owners this morning. And then there was Jeremy Ruckert, who was a surprise uh, stat this morning. All right. And he was targeted one for one for seven yards, only two points. But again, I bring up everybody here who was targeted and he was another one of those in the jet side for the tight ends who was targeted over the weekend. All right. So we're going to go ahead and just ride this train on over to the week 10 waiver wires, which is the most important part of this tuesday show ladies and gentlemen this is the part where we need to put these players together we need some players to help us out during the bye weeks am i right or just help us out because our damn quarterbacks is just not producing okay and so maybe some of these players are in a matchup this weekend that is favorable in your mind and your and and your roster that makes sense so these five players per position that I'm going to mention this afternoon is going to be a three in the 10 to 12 section. And then there will be a 14 and plus, and that'll be two separate players to go out and grab for the deeper league formats um, overnight into the waiver wire Wednesday. All right. So again, we got the quarterback the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends, and then I'm also um, gonna throw in three defensive streamers this week. Of course, you know I'm not big on the defensive um, position when it comes to fantasy. You can always stream these uh, play or these uh, teams when it comes to the defense. So I'm gonna throw three out there that have some matchups that are favorable, and uh, go out and grab those as well if you're in a crunch this week all right so let's go ahead and let's get right into that portion of this episode all right cool so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get into this quarterbacks Uh, of course this is a position that has been uh, a streamlined for me in my 10 team this year it's just been rough ladies and gentlemen in this position for myself uh, last week brought me a dub and that was with Gardner Minshew all right and that was a surprise there because Justin Fields has been the quarterback one for me the whole year in which we all understand has been a f- disappointment can I say that to the least I'm gonna slip there and so uh, yeah he's been a disappointment this year so uh, hopefully he comes back stronger um, for us Bears fans, but again, I hope they keep on catching those L's as well. So it's a hit or miss here for myself, emotion wise, when it comes to the Bears the rest of the season. So either way, here I'm a streamer going forward uh, for this ten-team league that I'm in. So I'm gonna go ahead and get right into it, and that's gonna be tight. Uh, Taylor Heineke for the Atlanta Falcons, ladies and gentlemen. That that is a bright side to this offense since Desmond Ritter has departed here um, to the bench so he's brought a spark here to uh, Kyle Pitts surprisingly it could have been it could have been better over the weekend for Kyle Pitts in my opinion but I'll take it that way uh, with what he ended up but again that is uh, because of Taylor Heineke here and so he's going to be my number one grab for this week 10's waiver wire uh, for the quarterbacks and as mentioned a minute ago, there was Gardner Minshew. Of course, he's still available in a lot of leagues out there, and so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to roll a uh, Gardner Minshew as my number two quarterback to target this week. And then there's Tyson Badgett for the Chicago Bears this Thursday night. Okay, and of course he's he's prone to these turnovers. We all understand that. But he does go and get you these points with the legs. And, of course, if you follow me here, I am a fan of the uh, usage of the quarterback play when they use their legs, when they can bring those extra points, those extra two to three that can get you over the week matchup. And that is what Tyson Badgett will do. He'll get you an extra 20 to 30 yards to end the night so i'm gonna go with him as my number three waiver wire target as a quarterback and then on to my 14 and plus that brings me to josh dobbs and that is correct ladies and gentlemen this man has bounced around from team to team but what more does this man need to prove am i right whether that be in tennessee or that be in arizona or now minnesota when he won his first game, hardly knowing his team and hardly knowing this playbook. You got to give the man props. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with him in a deeper format here for the Minnesota Vikings, and that's Josh Dobbs here. And then to stream along in a desperation situation, I'm going to go with Geno Smith. Of course, we all understand Geno Smith is not the same quarterback he was in the previous year. And uh so, but again, he's got some weapons surrounding him. And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna throw him out there if I am in desperate situation or I'm in a super flex type of league. And that's gonna wrap up those five players to target for the quarterback position. Ladies and gentlemen, here this Tuesday. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and let's kick this off with the running backs in the backfield. And my number one target is going to be Kay Mitchell out of the Baltimore running backs. And, of course, you already got Gus Edwards in the backfield. Of course, he's an RB1. But then you're going to throw in this Mitchell who had a great game over the weekend if you watched him run the ball. And then there's Justice Hill, of course, the also... This is a a heavy backfield, but when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, I have just enough confidence that all these guys are going to eat back here because that's just what Harbaugh likes to do with his offense. If it's not Lamar Jackson, it's either Gus Edwards. If it's not Gus Edwards, it'll be Justice Hill, and if Justice Hill is either taking the breather or they just happen to throw in Mitchell, which Mitchell looked very good, I believe he'll probably start taking justice justice Hill snaps here for the remainder of this year. So look out for him as a uh, candidate to keep an eye on here. So I'm going to go out here and grab him over the week. All right. So number two would be Zach Charbonnet. And of course he can be your number one very easily. If you watch Kenneth Walker over the weekend, he looked very sluggish himself. It didn't do uh, spectacular on his end. So Look out for Charbonnet to continue to get thrown in here uh, to see what he can do for this offense. And then there's Roshan Johnson making a return. But, again, you got to be out here very, um, you got to be hurting uh, to go out and grab one of the Bears' backfield here because there's already a Deontay Foreman. Okay, and then you also have to deal with Khalil Herbert now coming back from the IR. But their best option in my opinion here in the Bears backfield at the end of the day is going to be Roshan Johnson so if you're able to scoop him up and just hold on to uh Johnson in your bench for a few weeks to kind of see where this plays out I, uh, I would recommend that you do that I'm actually I actually have him in my 12 at the moment just sitting there kicking back you know peeping the scene just waiting for one of these uh opportunities to arise all right and I believe it's going to come here in about two to three weeks when I'm just going to start to need him more and more or one of my running backs uh, to step up more and I think it could be him here as we go along and then now we're going to slide it on over to the 14 and plus and that's Chandler uh, Tyson Chandler here uh for the Minnesota Vikings backfield, of course, we all know that Cam Akers has been diagnosed with the ACL uh, injury, which is going to remove him for the remainder of the season. And so now that just re- that just uh, leaves Madison here in the backfield. And so the number two is going to be Chandler here to relieve him. And I think that he slowly here is Madison either wears down okay? Or never know, an injury can occur. Never want to wish that upon any type of player, obviously, but those do happen. It's just part of the game, and so it's nice to have a handcuff in case of that, and that would be Chandler, ladies and gentlemen. And then we're going to slide on to Jaleel McLaughlin for the Denver Broncos. We all know Javante Williams is the RB1 here, but We all know as well, Javante Williams is very uh, uh, injury-prone, should I say. So Jaleel McLaughlin, as his Denver Broncos team, picks it up uh, here in the offense as the weeks go along. I look for Jaleel McLaughlin to slowly make his rise back up into this depth chart. Okay, so that does it for the uh, backfields. We're going to go ahead and move it to the pass catchers for week 10 on this waiver wire Tuesday. And that's going to bring me to Quincy Johnston for the LA charges. And I know he did not produce like we all thought that he would, but I also don't believe this Darius Davis, um, you know, share is going to continue as well. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go with the other side here for the Chargers when it comes to the pass catchers, and that's gonna be Quintez Johnston. And I'm just not gonna target Darius Davis, ladies and gentlemen. Uh leave that for later on if as the weeks go along to see where that carries us here. But um at the end of the day, I believe it'll be uh Johnston who is behind Allen here in this chargers offense. Okay, so that's gonna bring me on to Douglas for the uh, New England Patriots. We all know he's. they're looking for someone there to pick up this offense to help out Mac Jones. And so look for Douglas here as the weeks go along to carry us into the playoffs. Someone who's under the radar as well. And then there's Khalil Shakir for the Buffalo Bills. He continues to look great. This is someone who we wanted sky Moore, all right from the kansas city chiefs to similar you know to kind of replicate this is who he should have been uh in this offense like for the kansas city chiefs so khalil shakir is doing just that he looks really good here with josh allen able to relieve stefan diggs and gabe davis there when need be so i'm liking what i'm seeing From Shakir. So he's going to be my number three here on this list for the week 10. All right. And then for the deeper, there is Mingo for the Carolina Panthers. And he's just slowly coming along here with Adam Thielen as well, uh, who is the number one pass catcher there. But there's going to need to be someone also. And that is going to be Mingo. To help Bryce Young here in this offense. And he could start to pick up his game. Matter of fact. This Thursday against our Chicago Bears. And so look for him. As a deeper format pickup. And then there is Jamison Williams. Who has disappointed. All of us. As a rookie here out of Alabama. But. I believe that he will. uh, Help out this Detroit Lions offense. As we go along. And. They had just um, uh, signed over Donovan Peoples-Jones from the trades uh, deadline. So uh, I believe Jamison Williams will give the competition and be out there uh, with the Lions offense to help out Amon Ra and to help out Jameer Gibbs here as we go along. So uh, I look for Jamison Williams to uh, be a deeper pickup this week. And someone who can help you along here into the playoffs as well. All right. So let's go ahead and let's visit the tight ends, which we all understand is a hit or miss week after week, unless you got those top dogs on your roster. But if you're out there this week and you're in desperate need of some tight end help, hopefully, These five here are available and will help you out here in this week 10. All right. And that's going to be Luke Musgrave here for the Green Bay Packers. I just think that he looked great. He actually caught a nice ball over the weekend uh, that got him very close to the end zone. So I like what I'm seeing from Luke Musgrave anyway here at the beginning and the middle of the season. So. He's going to be my number one target here for the tight ends. And then there's John new Smith who continues to put a dent into us. Kyle Pitts uh, owners out here. And it just looks like Taylor Heineke likes to look John new Smith's direction. Um, but uh, so that is going to be my number two target here as the year goes along. Uh, as long as Taylor Heineke is under center here for the Atlanta Falcons, I look for John New Smith to continue his tight end, or touchdown uh, run and his uh, yardage and uh, receptions here as we go along. So that's number two here, and then number three, I've told you the past two to three weeks to go out and grab you a Gerald Everett. I think that. Justin Herbert likes to look at him each and every time before he's looking at Parham now. So I'm liking him as my number three. And then to go off that same offense as the number four, I'm going to go ahead and go with Donald Parham Jr. there because first is Everett where Herbert likes to look, and then it's obviously Parham because he's that tall target, that seven-footer out there that he can just turn to, toss the ball up, and grab. So I like him as a deeper format target here. And then we got Hunter Henry for the New England Patriots. He just scores, ladies and gentlemen. That's just what he does here in this offense. Bill Belichick likes to include him. Of course, we all know Bill Belichick loves his tight ends anyways. And that is what he's doing here with Hunter Henry. So Mac Jones and Hunter Henry I'm going to roll with here as a deeper format and my number five target this week. All right, and as I mentioned, I'm, a, I'm I'm not a fan of defenses when it comes to fantasy football or the kicking position, but there are some great matchups to target this week if you're in a streaming uh, position such as myself as I do most weeks. I just grow, go out and grab what I think is going to be the best matchup uh, and the quarterback that can get sacked by that defense the most. So That is going to be uh, this week as well when it comes to the defense. And uh, my number one will be this Thursday, matter of fact. Of course, if we all have been paying attention, we know the Bears went out and tried to make their defense stronger by signing Montez Sweat. All right. They, They went out and traded for him, signed him to bolster this defensive front. And going against Bryce Young, who has been, A person who has been sacked a hell of a lot this season and been picked off a lot as well. I think the Bears can pull off a interception here and possibly three to five sacks on Bryce Young if they play their cards right here at Soldier Field this Thursday. Which we will get into that matchup on tomorrow's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, that'll be an exciting one to visit. And then we have the DraftKings prop bets and two-pick parlay for that show involving the Thursday night's game. So that'll be tomorrow's uh, episode between that um, going forward. So anyways, back to this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to roll with the Bears defense versus the Panthers on Thursday. And then there's going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Versus the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Atlanta Falcons defense, even though uh, Kyler Murray's making his return, I still believe the Falcons are going to get a few sacks out of him because Kyler Murray's got to kick the rust from under his feet here. So I think the Falcons defense can do that by providing a couple of sacks and possibly an interception here. Then we got the Commanders versus the Seahawks. All right. Although the Washington Commanders shipped away two of their strong defensive front players here, it does not make a difference. I believe that they still are strong up front. And I think they can get a pick here from Geno Smith. And, of course, get a few sacks here because Geno Smith is notorious for this. So I'm going to roll with the Commanders as a streamer here. To go ahead and end the waiver wire Tuesday's portion of this show. Okay, let's go ahead and let's let's visit the uh, week ten buys real real quickly here, ladies and gentlemen, and that is going to bring me to the Kansas City Chiefs. Please remove any of these high-powered uh, players here in the offenses. Uh that would be Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice. Um, all right. And if you are in a position of Sky Moore or uh, Kadarius Tony or McCole Hardman, remove those players. All right. Remove them now so they're not in your lineups. Okay. And we'll also revisit revisit this on Friday. Um, This is just the first reminder. You'll have a second one coming up on Friday. So uh, remove the Los Angeles Rams from your uh, lineups as well. Um, Matthew Stafford, of course, we know he's hurt. Okay, so I'm not thinking anybody's going to ripen here. Then you got Darrell Darrell Henderson. Okay, you got a few players here. Cooper Cup, Nakua, Tutu Atwell. Tyler Higby, there's just a number of players there for the Rams then we got the Dolphins that's an offense there that I'm sure a lot of you have out there and that is going to be Tua Raheem Mostert right? Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle. all right so remove those players from your lineups. And then to kick off, uh, To end the buys here. That's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. And that there is AJ Brown. Devontae Smith. Alright. Don't have to worry about Dallas Goddard. He is injured. But just remove him from your roster anyways. Alright. And of course you got Jalen Hurts. Alright. And then DeAndre Swift. So. Just remove them from your rosters, ladies and gentlemen. And that will end the buys there um, for this week 10. All right, let's go ahead and let's get into some of this uh, news out in the NFL. Uh, We got Matthew Stafford. Uh, They're optimistic about his status. But again, I don't think that they'll put him out there um, this week. And then we got Cole Komet. He was listed as a non-participant yesterday, so keep an eye out for him uh, for this week, but I still think he'll give it a go. And then Khalil Herbert, as mentioned earlier, is making his return from the IR, so I'm looking for him to make his return from that ankle injury. And then Kendra Miller for the New Orleans Saints, the backup running back here for Alvin Kamara, dealing with an ankle, going to be undergoing some test Uh throughout the week so look out for him if you have him in a deeper format either way uh jamal williams is ahead of him so uh if you're able to scoop him up in case of this injury it's not a bad idea and then justin jefferson uh most likely is going to have his 21 day uh, practice window opened up here returning from the ir so look out for that could help out the minnesota vikings there david montgomery making his return most likely this week so kind of kind of putting a dent there in our uh jamar gibbs uh week uh that we were enjoying his massive uh production that he brought us is going to be scaled back here because david montgomery is making his return all right then we got marquise goodwin not sure how many you got him out there but uh there with the Cleveland Browns is in concussion protocol. We all know here, Daniel Jones has been ruled out for the remainder of the season with that ACL injury. And as mentioned earlier, Cam Akers, another ACL injury for him. That is his second in his career here in the NFL. So hopefully he returns there uh, better and stronger. That's going to end the news here on this Tuesday. Again, it's not much going on on a Tuesday. Not much practice. Not a lot of injuries to report. Most likely more over the the coming hours into the overnight on this uh, onto Wednesday's episode. Might have a little bit more information here. Uh, so that is going to do the news, ladies and gentlemen, here in the NFL for the week ten. So that is going to wrap us up here on this Tuesday's episode. I just wanted to pop in, maybe just give you a few targets to look out for here overnight to take you into the Wednesday morning. And uh, again, we look excited for that looking forward for that because uh, all we need is maybe one or two players to get us those points we're looking for, um, for the week that we know maybe it's a defensive Move, or maybe it's that one kicker that you're looking for to get you three or four that you know and you feel confident with the rest of your roster. Because maybe your opponent has two or three players on a bye this week, they might have that Patrick Mahomes that you're going against, and now they have to sit him. Am I right? Or maybe they got that Isaiah Pacheco who's been pretty damn strong to carry them this year, they got to bench him. Okay, so there's a number of these like. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, right? Those are players who have helped those certain teams who you are most likely fortunate enough to go against this week and you have your team put together and you've listened to this show and have the, the list down to go out and grab these players described uh, for the overnight uh, target. So, again, I appreciate you making the fantasy football exchange a part of your day all right a part of your evening whatever you may be doing out there we appreciate it over here at the fantasy football exchange so enjoy your day ladies and gentlemen and i am out welcome to chicago dj moore 62 yards southern Smith made the trade for this player of Carolina. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>